Joby, 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 Joby. I'm begging you to leave Sunland. And welcome back to the What the Folk Sunland Review Show. It's another win. Get in. Uh, big job and the boys ensured Wayne Rooney and the Blues toddled off back to the Midlands with tails between their legs as the lads won 3-1 against Birmingham City to rack up back-to-back wins at home. I'm very tired, a little bit drunk, and obviously, most importantly, very happy. Uh, I can't wait to chat, actually. And to join me is, first and foremost, Dave Lawrence. Dave, how are you, mate? Oh, no. It's the wrong time to say hello. Sorry, to I was I, w- I was sending a message and I keep forgetting it goes <laughs> off the screen and I've got to get myself off mute. Um, but yeah, all good. Yeah, very, very, very happy. Um, we won. The mags got beat. Happy days. <laughs> Your face of panic there, trying to turn it back on. <laughs> Brilliant. Ross, save the show before it dies on its horse already. How are you doing? You all right? I am good. Another enjoyable afternoon at the stadium of light. Well, dinner time. 12.30 kick off the shit, man, aren't there? So, like, when you're getting there and that, it's like a proper chore in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a good job we won. Because I think if we didn't win, I'd be really miserable right now, like, just for how shit early kickoffs are. And, again, I want to rant because the early kickoff on New Year's Day is a fucking joke. Yes, yeah, right. Why? Ridiculous. But, yeah, overall, really happy with the performance. A few sticky points, which I'm sure we'll get on to, but... Three goals, three points, toodaloo. Yeah, happy with that. I think before we begin, obviously, uh, we're all really happy, but we just want to start by um, dedicating the episode to someone who's obviously really close to the podcast. You'll notice that Brad isn't with us this week. Um, So we just wanted to dedicate the episode to his granddad, Dennis, who sadly passed away after 94 years of supporting uh, Sunderland, red and white through and through. Um, I think it's Quite obvious to say, I think that win was for him and obviously it's for Brad as well, as well as all of us. Um, but, you know, this episode's for him also. And we just want to send all of our love, best wishes and, and whatnot to Brad as well and, and hope that the win put a smile on his whole family's face. But um, Ross, you know, you said before, really good win. Um, super duper happy with, with the win today, to be honest with you, especially when I was absolutely shattered and got up way too early um, and fell asleep way too late. But 3-1 win, which is about just after 9 o'clock on the Saturday, uh, if you're listening to this. But um, how are you feeling in the aftermath? Really good? Yeah, really happy with it. Really uh, just went, went out the ground, like really content. And I enjoyed some majority of our play. And um, we played attacking-wise today, we were fantastic. And on another day, we, we win that 5 or 6 nil quite comfortably. Um, individual performance wise as well there were some that I weren't expecting like off the bench and those who started who really stood out for us and it just proved that like the collective starting to get there with other people chipping in with assists and goals it's what we want we wanted impacts off the bench we get, we got that today but also it was just it was just an enjoyable eve- like day I think at the match where even though we went in at one one at half time. We were all we were we were just all talking. We were like, "What are the chances we even had there?" Like it's so frustrating at the same time. Like let's be honest, if we had if we hadn't won, we would have been fuming with the chances we missed. 
that's got to be addressed, I think, because some of them were sit as some of them were also very unlucky. And I think Ruddy pulled off a good few saves. Um, but yeah, I digress. Yeah, it, it, we, we were very like, we were like, we were content with our performance. Our attacking intent was there, it was brilliant. And again, once once we, I think our, our problem today was when we moved the ball slowly and we did it lance like side to side rather than going forward and being a bit more direct. That was when we became unstuck. We brought our we brought the problems on ourselves, I think, today. Um but when we were at it, we were moving the ball fluently, we we're playing through the thirds, we we were the wing the wingers were brilliant getting out the fullbacks. The the fullbacks were bombing on. I, I just really enjoyed our attacking play today and it's nice to say that after our worries after the Swansea game we were like, Oh, can we score? And it was like today we could add like six or seven quite easily. Yeah, I think the fact that we scored three and we're still going I, I said, and we'll get on with the start of the game, but I felt like our first sort of 20 minutes, we could have been three or four now up, like easy, and it would have been deserved as well. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speak about him too much because obviously he's trying to salvage. I don't know if he's trying to salvage his job, but he's trying to um, polish a turd, I think. But Wayne Rooney talking as if like they were anywhere near that game. Nah, not for me. Um, any chance they had was our own mistakes. It wasn't due to their like alleged high energy pressing. I would be genuinely quite worried if I was a Birmingham fan watching their performance and his his um post match today, but I don't care. Like when when he's not my manager, couldn't care less. Um Dave, happy days, mate. We we you know we pulled apart that nil-nil last week and I think you sometimes go, oh God, is that because we need a striker? And look, some of the chances we missed today, you do sometimes feel a striker would have been handy to have, but we've scored six goals in our last two home games. When you do that that nil-nil against 10-man Swansea, you sometimes can look at it and go, ah, it just was one of them actually. It wasn't anything to be too worried about. Um, but happy all in all, Dave, I? Yeah, definitely. We we, we always try to be balanced, don't we? And and that's the type of people we are. Um, you suddenly look at, at four points from the last six, it looks very good. There, there's not a problem with that whatsoever. Is that It's sticking to the two points a game average. And dare I say, we've we've flipped a little bit. We've reversed it at home, where we're looking very dangerous. We're looking like we're going to score a score a load, and away from home, we're just looking a little bit more tentative, or maybe he's a bit more unlucky as well. But yeah, in general, very happy. Um, nice to see Job get on the score sheet. Probably written in the stars today, wasn't it? Let's be honest about it. Um, yeah. To have a brand new centre half pairing uh, completely proved us all wrong and, and proved why we're not managers of Sun because he went with a, a back a back centre pairing and instead of a back three and yeah fair play to him for for trust and the boys to do that I think the I think the the caption on Sky Sports before was between the two of them they played twenty minutes of first team football this season fair play at them and and be honest. Um, Jay Stansfield's a handful. He's not a bad footballer, to be honest. So that was a decent little uh, a baptism of fire for the pair of them. And yeah, apart from the goal, uh, that's a great thing about Stansfield. We mentioned it last week, and we he's, he he loves chasing down defenders. He loves putting himself about a little bit, and that's where they got the goal from. To be fair, um, but other than that, yeah, comfortable. I think it's it's the exact word to use on it very comfortable very enjoyable and 
if we'd have scored six or seven, I don't think you could have uh, argued against it, if I'm honest. No, I don't think so. And you, and you touched on the two centre-halves there. Obviously, we're going to get into that as well because there was a few players that were we've seen for the first time properly today. And I think... I'm sure there was a we're going to do listeners' questions. Well, there was going to there was a question on Dennis Serkin's fitness, but um, obviously the plan was to play Hume today alongside Jensen, and then Serkin pulls up with his hamstring allegedly, and ten minutes before the kickoff, and not only is it a new centre half pair, and it's an unexpected one because they're probably trained with with Hume at centre half, and thought you know just bring one of them in, so it's not like a baptism of fire, but we had no choice, like you say, Dave. It is a baptism of fire against one of the can we say informed strikers for Stansfield? He scored I think twice last week, so. Um, and look, I know we got an assist and stuff like that, but I thought um, we'll dig further into it. But I thought I thought it did pretty well. Um, those first twenty minutes, Ross, I, I just thought we were really good. There was one point, and I'm literally talking about the first twenty minutes because I know it went a bit skew if after we scored. But um, I said I think it's the best we've performed all season. That twenty minute segment at the start, I just felt we were we looked brilliant. Um, probably back to the best we saw that we. We produced last year, and for me, definitely the best we produced this year. How impressed with you with uh, the way we started, not just this week, but but last week as well. We started really well against Swansea. Just obviously, the result was different. I delighted. You know, it's shown that intensity, um, positivity going forward. You know, when we we can zip the ball around in areas, um, we really got at them, and I think it unsettled their backline quite a lot. Russian again was fantastic today. He did everything but score. I thought actually when we took him off, we lost our way a bit until we brought my ender on, who I'm sure we'll get on to. But yeah, him and Rob Roberts had a great game today. I thought, thought he was really good, and he got kicked at absolute bits as well. It was ridiculous, but yeah, everything just seemed to click the first twenty minutes. Right, say when we move the ball with intent. With purpose, and we, we we don't just dawdle on it, which we very we know we are very very capable of, which we've seen unfortunately with their equaliser. But yeah, that um that twenty minute spell, it was it was brilliant, and the crowd it really got the crowd up as well. I thought sometimes I know I mentioned myself whinging about the early kickoffs, but you can get a bit of a a hum, can't you, for the twelve thirty kickoffs? But that start and that intensity is what gets the stadium alight behind the team and yeah it was really good and I was pleased for Job getting his goal um, with a Russian assist so yeah really good really positive um, and more starts like that please because I thought against Norwich we started off really well too but then we got sucker punch but getting that early goal was massive again we conceded but on another day it's like a Southampton where you're 2 or 3 nil up and you're like right game's over so just sort that finishing out with the chances we had. Russians were so unlucky. If that goes in, it's a fantastic goal. Job, again, he's got to bury that second one. I don't know if that's in that spell, but he was in the right place at the right time from the corner. And this time it went uh, below the roof of the net rather than over it like Ipswich. So, <laughs> but yeah, brilliant. And that's that's got to be now the standard we set for how we start games at home for me going forward. I think, as you said before, we, we got pegged back against Norwich and we conceded against Birmingham today and got pegged back again. Actually, sorry, we went behind against Norwich and got pegged back today. I think what the difference is, though, with, with games like that, when you've dominated as well as you have for the first sort of 20-odd minutes, the crowd knows, even if they've conceded, they go, look, we've got the beating of these, just sort it out, lads, like, sort of the slack passing, like, fix the defence a bit and we'll batter these. 
and that kind of subconscious confidence comes out. And I always felt like today, like I thought, we just need to score another one here. And it wasn't a case of, are we good enough to beat these? And it was the same with Norwich. It was a case of like, how quick can we score and how many can we get? And we've scored six in the last two. So I'm, I'm buzzing. But one man who uh, did get a goal today, Dave, uh, Ross just touched on him just there, was was Job. Look, I went and bottled it today. I don't think I've got a name and number on the back of my shirt for ages, but Job is a man deserving of it. I got a Job 7 shirt today. So uh, 40 years of age and I got a a kid nearly 20 years younger than me in the back of my shirt. But, um, you know, it's my choice. It's up to me. But um, I was delighted with his performance today and, and I, I honestly really rate him really highly on a serious note. I think he's proven to be a real big player. I think there's times when he looks like he could have a rest and then the week after he comes back and he has a fantastic game. I thought he was really good again today. And I think for his age and, and his inexperience he's had at this level, I think he's proven to be massive um, for us. But... Good for him to get a goal, I think, today, because it's been a little while since he's since he's notched Dave. And how how pleased were you to see him uh, to bag? And how inevitable was it? I suppose that would come against Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, definitely an error of inevitability about it. Um, it 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 is. It we've we've said for quite a while about certain certain players over the years that we've had. You've got to allow for for their age and, and what they haven't done before and what they're going to do. And once once he once he turns that game today into five games in a row, Jesus, what a talent. What a talent. And and there's nothing to say that he won't go and do that. But then once he starts putting it together for 75% of a season, you've got to remember the kid's what, 18? Just turned 18, is he? It's <laughs> It's scary. I mean, them Bellingham boys, wow, unbelievable. <laughs> I saw an interview with his with his old man the other day. I think. And what is his look? I don't want to bring the the content of the show down, but what does his what has his old man got on his testes? Jeez, <laughs> like because he's producing genuine talents like that I've never seen before. A at my club and B at arguably the biggest club in the world. So, um, fair play, Mister <laughs> Bellingham. I'm very impressed. <laughs> But by all means, as well, quite a handy um, semi-professional footballer himself, from what I've read. Um, but yeah, I, I think the thing that I get from them most is they seem to be so level-headed and they want to learn the, the pair of them so, so much. It, it's scary to, to think where their ceiling could be between the pair of them. And especially for us, for Joe, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Um, he got that goal. He's probably kicking himself that he didn't get that second one. Um, yeah, maybe he's just starting to form that little bit of a partnership with Royson as well. It it just looks good, doesn't it? I mean, Clark one side, Paddy was a was a little bit back to normal today. Good old Patrick, and and you know. You're talking about that first 20 minutes. Was it Huggins who missed the sitter in the first? Oh, it was I. It was. It was Huggins. I forgot about that one. I, um... Literally seven seven yards out, eight yards yeah. out. He's got a score. Um, probably looking for Birmingham that they, that we didn't score because uh, that could have been, well, I mean, we're still saying it could have been six or seven. Could have been 43 and Job with 27 of them. <laughs> We don't exaggerate here on what the fuck at all. No. <laughs> Not always that. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. It, it's wonderful seeing people like that just 
excel and what a turnaround in, in recent years what a turnaround that we've become a breeding ground for for people like him Ahmad we miss you come back in January um yeah phenomenal just really enjoy it. performances like that are just a joy and and I don't think I've got much negative to say really no absolutely I think you know I like um I really like that Job's here with us um I know there's always going to be the links to his brother and we've already touched on it and I, and I know it's going to be hard for him to get away from it and his brother's a phenomenal talent but like I see a Premier League footballer in every way shape as informal Job he's got the size the stature the talent um, he just needs the experience and I really hope it's with us because I think if he continues to progress the way he does I think him alongside another few players will struggle to hold on to but um, the good news is I think a lot of people are looking at Sunderland and when they're watching games like that today they'll be like bloody hell there's a bunch of 18 year old kids on the pitch they're absolutely torturing what should be a decent win when you Birmingham side um, I know they're a bit average but it must look good when you watch Sunderland at the minute we must look like a club that's worthy of come to improve your game and stuff like that because pretty much everyone that we seem to bring in seems to have at least something about them, give or take, you know, one or two players, which I won't touch on, but two players that did come in today, Ross, uh, we're touching them a little bit already, but Nectar Triantis and Jensen Sealt. I don't think we expected to see both of them. I think we thought we'd see Jensen Sealt and maybe Triantis would be on the bench. That was the original plan. Serkin's injured. They're both thrown in at the deep end. Trent has got a goal, in my opinion. I know they're giving it to Sanderson, which is kind of funny, but I'd give it to Trent. I quite like Dion Sanderson. But what did you make of the performances? I, I thought Seal in particular was really good. Yeah, I thought Seal was the better of the two. But to be fair, with the experience he has, and I think that is well known within the club that Seal's probably a bit ahead of Trent at this time. Um, as we say, Trent wasn't going to start. So I think you can kind of like give him a bit of bit of slack when he was a bit nervy. I think out of the two, I think he was a bit. I don't know how to say it. He 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 just looked like a person who wasn't expected to play. His first big game for the forty thousand people, you know, it's it really is getting chucked in the deep end. Um, the goal we conceded. It, there probably is more that can do. They've got to be tighter together. I think the, you know, there's too much of a gap between the two. But also, to me, <laughs> everything that was bad about today was probably from our defensive side, midfield wise, and losing possession in silly areas. So they were really, really for me, put under pressure quite a lot by our own mistakes. Second half, I thought we they both grew into it brilliantly. I thought second half they looked like they'd basically composed themselves at half time. They'd obviously had a chat with the coach and staff and they were like, right, let's just play our game, you know, now daft. And other than I think the one that Patterson had to save and more already winning three one. I can't remember them really breaching the back line second half. So you can't really give them much more praise than that. And Triantis Braves out for the goal, you know, really good by Hume getting the header over, but he hoys himself at it. And to me, you know, why are people obsessed about giving their own goals correctly? If somebody hoys them, like nobody wants their own goal, so why not just give it to Trentus? Like, maybe I sound like a proper, like, Yadar here, but like, if the opposition player doesn't want an own goal next to him, just give it to the person who's created that goal. It's clear as day. But yeah, I thought both, both of them did really well. 
considering the circumstances. I think Sealed just looks an absolute animal. He's huge. And Chantis, once he was more relaxed, second half he played some great balls out. And what I did notice is he was very um, intelligent as well. So when we got countered, Hume was in the middle and he just slotted in straight left back. That's just like little little bits of intelligence, like you knew his positional sense where to go. Um, and today he'll do them both a world of good. And it also means now that Ballard, Ballard's safe, but I think Unayan, I think he's got some real competition from Seal mm-hmm. because he's a right-sided centre-half who can play, but he's also an absolute unit and he's quick. So, got genuine competition there. And the succession plan and whatever happens with any individual, we know we've got strength and depth in that area now in Sealed especially. And Triantis, okay, I don't think he's going to probably start many more games than everyone's fit, but he's proved that there's talent there, and that's why we bought him. Of course, he's he's younger of the lot, the two, I'm sure, uh, and he's got a lot to learn. I think he's got to be a bit more bulking up, maybe. But again, he's, he was a talent, and sec- second half they were, they were both really good for me. Yeah, I actually was really impressed with Seal. I thought like I I heard that he was a bit slow, and when I'd seen him, I was like, he's massive. But I thought he was like dead composed. They're actually both the same age, by the way. Um, I don't know if there's like a year between them, but I've just checked there. They're both 20 each, but I think one came from PSV, one came from Australia, and no offence to the Australian League, PSV's a bit of a different beast, even if it is at the youth team level, but I was really, really impressed with with Seal today, but I, I want to stick with you, Ross, on, on one thing as well. One person who would waited ages to see, and I think it's kind of got to a point where we were like, is this one going to score? Um, and kind of were like, We'd settled on that Rusin was probably going to be the one and would it all kind of like dampened our expectations with Mayenda. And then he came on today and he actually looked really good. And I was like, hang on, like, am I seeing this with like two like shiny tinted glasses, rose tinted glasses, sorry, or does he look that good? He looks good, doesn't he? He was an absolute handful, wasn't he? Like Sanderson had a real, real problem with him. And like, we know Sanderson's a solid championship defender. And for that 25 minutes, he had absolute nightmares. He was getting spun left, right, and centre. But what I was so impressed about him is he was very direct. His link-up play was good, but he was he was so physical. Like, for a young lad... How old is he? 19? 18, 19? 18, I and think. He put, and he was bullying, like, your, your big championship. Like, Sanderson's a big lad, and he bullied him. And he at one point, Sanderson just had to grab him and just hoi him to the ground. Like, I was really impressed. Um it was his strike that Ruddy saved with his face. Yeah, have, you seen the, have you seen the mark on John Ruddy's face? Ah, <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you that would really, like a cool day like a day, that would sting like an absolute bitch, wouldn't it? Um, but he not, but like again, he, he looks, he just looked really good. And I thought like every forward player that came on today looked good. Like even Burstow, like coming on the left hand side, we've been getting Burstow all wrong. He's not a centre forward; he's a fucking winger. He was brilliant when he came on the left wing. Um, I'm pleased you mentioned Burstow because he did well when he came on, and like that chance he had at the end was unlucky. Like yeah, on target really and stuff like that. And then there's also that chance when he came in. Also, like if my end does end up being good, and he he made a good impression today. I think a lot of people went, "Oh, hang on a minute." If we do not use the tune, you know, um, Ebenezer Good. But and just use Elisa good, then we're missing a trick. Um, I've put it there for you, lads. You can use it. <laughs> Feel free to have it. But um, yeah, on a serious note, my end looked 
really impressive for the really short camera that I had on for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually think he should have came on when Russian came off because, again, mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier, that sub really did baffle me and everyone around us. And I do actually think for like 10, 15 minutes before he came on, we lost our way a bit because we lost our focal point. Um, and Job's not a centre-forward. You know what I mean? Like, he's good, but he's not a centre-forward. He's all right as a stopgap. Um, but, yeah, like I say, we've got two two strikers in Russian and Mayanda who have showed great promise and were so unlucky not to score a day. So that's a really good sign going forward as they get they get fitter, they get better in the you know, intuition with the rest of the players on the pitch and they get more minutes. And I just feel like it's a matter of time before they keep performing at that level that the goals will come. And, yeah, I was I was just really pleased for them. Today it felt like whenever we had Mayanda or Russian on the pitch, it felt different to the past year where we actually look like we have a striker on the pitch and we played like we had a striker on the pitch. And that's the biggest compliment I can give them at the minute for, <laughs> for how what we've been through with no strikers for the past year. I think, um, honestly, there's so many positives and we're, like, we're already quite deep into the podcast. I'm looking, I'm thinking I haven't got time to mention all these. So, we quick, but I thought I thought now Huggins was outstanding. Um, I mean, Jack Clark, he's, just, he's, look, he's Premier League quality. Whether that's with us or not, I don't know. I hate thinking about not having Jack Clark, but the boy's absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely nectar, but not Triantis. Um, but he's like, I, I was just, I, I I don't know what to say about Jack Clark. I just think he's great. But I thought Hume, brilliant. Brilliant at left back, brilliant at centre mid when he moves into that position, brilliant at right back, brilliant at centre half and a back four, a back three. Huggins, excellent. Um, I thought Rusin was brilliant today. I thought he really deserves his chance. There's really um, very few things that I can pick out negative, but I have found one. Um, I'll stick with you on this one, Ross, because I want to give the next one to you, Dave, before going to listeners' questions. But the negative that I found today, Ross, what what the bloody hell was Pierre Equa on today? <laughs> like. He was absolutely rotten. Oh, bless him. Terrible he just had a stinger, didn't he? Like, just one of them days, bless him. Everything he touched just went to shit. It was um, awful, man. There was one point when he pinged a 40-yard ball 40 yards in front of Jack Clark, and Jack Clark just looked at him like, are you being serious? Yeah, like, the whole... The, just It was too ponderous on the ball. He was getting caught out. He wasn't alone in that. I think Neil was quite culpable in that a few mm-hmm. times. Mm, yeah. Um... But I think Equa's passing today left a lot to be desired. Um, again, to me, the f- obviously there's there's the next phase of play, but him losing the ball <clears> in front <throat> of the back four a few times really put us under pressure. But yeah, unfortunately, again, he's a, maybe because his standards has been so high lately that when he does have an off game, he, it's obviously it stands out like a sore thumb given how impressive he has been and he's still a young lad you know these this is why we we give these lads these opportunities here and I think we do understand that we're going to get games like that as they mature on the pitch and what I did what I obviously had a stinker all game right but what I loved about Equar is he never hid he no. wanted the ball every time and he never he never cowered you know we've had plenty of midfielders over the years who we know have had stinkers they know they've had stinkers and the hide behind the defenders, the hide behind the opposition, they don't want the ball, the, the, the crowd, you know, are on the back and they just don't. 
showed a lot of balls today because he never hit. He always got stuck in. And yeah, also though, he doesn't, I'm so glad to see that they took him away from the short corner in the second half. After I bigged him up the other week, how many goals he'd score from the edge of the box. To see him being on the short corner broke me heart a little bit. Like, get him on the edge of the box, please. Funny the work where like today I was just like I was like he's just not he's just not having one a day like and I love Pierre Equa like a big fan uh, he'd be fine he's just one of those games today it was just one of those things when that went right but there was still a part of me that when he was on the edge of the box I was going shoot and I was like why am I doing it like don't shoot but I still kept doing it it's almost since our Southampton game just broke us all and we all want him to shoot but um quick one before we go into listeners questions Dave uh French Dave uh Alshish. Impresses every time I see him and score today. Uh, I think he has a big, big future, Dave. But how important is it that he got his first goal today so he's off the mark? Yeah, exactly. Um, for for the criticism of, of Grandad Tony at times, I think he is the perfect man in this type of scenario. Um, bringing them in at the right times and... Oh, it's scary. I, I didn't. I didn't catch the bits of my end of the day, but the the players that we've got. I mean, we've got the fullback to come back as well, Pimbelia. Excuse the pronunciation if I'm wrong. Um, the depth and and the 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 talent, if we nurture it right, is scary. And and I agree. Every time I've seen him anywhere across the front four, realistically, he just—I think he can do a job. I think he's direct. I think he's gonna gonna excite. And yeah, I'm glad he got his goal. That'll settle him down. And it was nice to see the the desire to get on the end of the cross, and the fact that he's called French Dave. I'm I'm all over it. He's obviously a legend, isn't he? I'm too tired. Now again, I've had too much Jack Daniels to be doing this. To be completely honest, um, I said before, Rusin deserved the chance. I meant he deserved his goal to go in. Just got me words wrong. It happens. I'm not editing it. Can't be bothered. Listeners' questions, Ross. We've got uh, six minutes now. We've discussed most of them, to be honest. Uh, but one I do want to bring up from John is Serkin's fitness a worry? Can I be honest? I was doing my nut a bit today when I found out he was injured because, like, how many times is he going to get injured? Yeah, unfortunately, it seems it's his hamstring as well. So, but in fairness, Huggins hasn't put a foot wrong since he's had a good run in the in the team. Unless he's coming back, who showed last season before he was rushed back stupidly twice, in my opinion, that he was more than capable to play that left back position, and he, he looked really good. So, yeah, it's a, let's be honest. Certain when he plays against one of games is brilliant, but the reason. Tottenham got rid of him and the reason he's probably still here is because he can't get a run of games like unfortunately it is what it is it's a shame for the lad but yeah unfortunately it just seems like he's going to be one of them players but then again last season we said the same about Huggins and now look at Huggins he's playing week in week out and he's having a good run so hopefully his luck does change but it's starting to feel with certain that like um, yeah He's just got a bit of the sick note about money. He's a bit paper mache. Uh, and it's a shame because I actually really rate Sergan as good as Huggins and Hume have been when they've played at left back when he's absence. For me, Sergan's one of the first names on the team sheet when he's fit. So 
yeah, you know what? I hope he does, but it's it's frustrating because it's his thigh, it's his hamstring, it's it's just always summit. And it worries me a little bit because he's still a young kid um, and he's no longer a player that is in his first season. Um, but hopefully, you know, he's, he's fit because he's a massive asset and he's a great player. So I hope he's he's fit fairly soon. Dave, I'll, I'll give you the next one. There's a lot of people asking the same question here. Um, we touched on it a bit last week about 0-9, giving the penalty away and they've been a bit off form recently. Do any of those centre-halves play next week? In place of O'Neill alongside Ballard, because I think I think Ballard comes back in no matter how well the two lads play today. To be honest, yeah, I think I think Ballard, your 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 first choice out of everything and the standout. To be honest, um, would I would I have a problem personally if Sealed played instead of O'Neill? I probably wouldn't, to be honest. Um, but we also know how big of a fan. Tony Mowbray is and, and the style of player that we try to implement. Uh, I think I, I think you'll probably put them both straight back in, but I also thought we'd play a back three today, so I'm probably talking absolutely shite and that's that. But I think Silt is now probably put himself a lot closer to the first team than he was before today. Um, and that's all you can ask from your squad, isn't it? When, when something goes awry and something goes wrong, step up to the plate, give the manager a headache. I think he's done that perfectly well, to be honest. Both of them, really. I think we said that last week. I said we injuries create opportunities as well, and that's dead cheesy, though, but it's, it is true. Um, and I certainly think I agree with what you said there. He's putting, he might not start ahead of O'Neill. Me, personally, I would. I'd start seal ahead of O'Neill, if I'm honest with you. But if he doesn't, he certainly pushed himself more than we thought than he would have done before the game. Um Quick one of listeners' questions. A few people asked the same thing again. Uh, we've got two minutes left here, Ross. I, I thought we'd got the whole episode discussing the referee, but here we go. How did Janino Bakuna not get sent off? That referee was a fucking tip, wasn't he? Shite again. Like, like, it doesn't matter what we do now. We, we might as well just have one section a week where we have a two-minute talk about how shit the referee is and how inconsistent it was. Patrick Roberts got kicked to bits. The most, the latest lunge ever on him. The referee talks to Bakuna. Roberts is in that much pain that he just belts the ball off the advertising board when he gets up and then gets booked. Like, I'm sorry, like, if he's booked him for kicking the ball, he's kicked the ball back to himself for our free kick. Like, and then, and then the, what, it was a Hume? Got yeah, booked. Yeah, it was Hume. Yeah. Yeah, the, the tackle beforehand from the fullback on Huggins or Roberts. Was exactly the same, and he, he just he didn't even speak. To, oh, piss me off! I'm sick of Robert, referees. Of shit. Honestly, the like, crap. Like, like just be consistent. Like, if you're gonna be shit, at least be consistently shit. Just be consistent. They are consistently shit. To be fair, um, like I don't know if anyone noticed, but Janino Bakuna kicked the ball away as well. Second half, and I was like, oh for God's sake, man! Um, we I didn't thought, even get a yellow card. Like no. the whole game, a miracle, <laughs> absolute miracle. Must have, give, must have had a backhand because he was kicking everything above grass, belting the ball away, walking away when the referee was speaking to him, and he still just didn't get booked. So I think I got the point, and I was like, aye, they must be mates. But we won, so it's all fine, lads, isn't it? Collectively, after three, three, 
two, one. Yes. <laughs> but the good thing is, we're still speaking about shit refs even when we win, just to highlight it so that we're not better when we get beat. Yeah. I just reckon the ref didn't want to put in his report because I reckon he's got one of them little accents above the N in his name or something, and he? He's just like, nah, I didn't fancy that one little Don't bit. Don't want to do it. Nah, can't be bothered. Um, lads, a big win. Brilliant. Um, things never change. Some of them play well. Could have scored more. Scored enough. Happy as Larry. Graham drinks Jack Daniels. Referees are crap. Um, and the What The Fog podcast rolls on. Thanks for joining me. We love you lots, Brad. Love you. Love you, Brad. All right, big shout out, Brad. And everyone enjoy the weekend. Another three points on the board in the back in the playoffs. Yes. Wise men say Only fools rush in But I can't help Falling in love with you If I can